Warriors Last Podcast. I'm Will Evans here again with Brad Larkin, all the way from Dunedin. Um, Brad, how are you, mate? Good to have you back. Good young man. Good young man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Good to be back. Now, uh, we've obviously, uh, again, a, another jammy win over the, the nights on the weekend, just when you think uh, we're at, heading towards rock bottom and the season's over. They just reel you in just that little bit more to keep the faintest of hopes alive. So recap that uh, went over the nights in Newcastle have a look at where the season stands now a uh, bit, of, bit of signing and, and recruitment news or Ignatius Parsi re-signing a uh, bit of I guess disappointing market news uh, regarding the likes of Manu Mao and uh, we've got Tales of Runanga of course and then we'll get stuck into the round 17 preview and maybe a little bit of stats corner at the end uh, first of all, Brad, first impressions of this uh, 24-20 win over the Knights. I know you caught this on a replay, did you? Yeah, I did, and I was, Jesus, I was so happy I didn't have to go through that live. Yeah. Far out. <laughs> you poor buggers. You poor buggers. Yeah, it was a They've done coast, everything mate. they could to throw that game away. That last five minutes was unbelievable. Uh, yeah, and everything leading up to it. I have to say, I thought that first half was so bad it wasn't funny and uh, we did put something out on Facebook about it potentially being the worst first half of the season and and we get some blowback on it there was some there's obviously a lot of people um, smart people agreeing with us and a lot of people up in arms that we would dare say that that was a bad first half was that after the fact uh, there were that was at half time people blowing up that we would, would say that and then obviously after they won it full time coming back to rub it in um, with the benefit of hindsight I still stand by it there's uh, no excuse for that first half no it was terrible um, besides the dodgy calls if it finished to, to all at half time I still would have said the same thing they were appalling and their attack was up to sweet FA yeah, it really looked like their season was going down the tubes. But to their credit, they turned it around almost as soon as the second half started. Tack started to click. They just started playing a bit more natural footy, I guess you'd say. Um, yeah, they had a good sing. little 20 minutes starting that second half, eh? Yeah, just, uh, you know, they've, they've obviously got some skillful backs that, yeah, you know, if they play to their natural instincts instead of, um, air quotes, the process... Um, Things actually go all right for them. That's it. That was it. It was just upsetting the defence. Like just mm. Lachlan Bird just biffing it out the back. I don't mind seeing it getting biffed out the back, even if we lose a bit of ground. It's just something different. Yeah, and, and something upset the every... defensive line. What's that? Sorry. Just something to upset the <laughs> defensive line. Yeah, exactly. Mm. They can't. You can't set a line for that sort of play. Mm. Whereas every other way the Warriors have played this year, you can easily set a line for that. And all for all this. Bad. Everyone cops a serve at old Peter Hicku. Two of those tries without those silky little hands. But yeah, oh, brilliant, brilliant hands, and he should have had a third try assist there. With obviously Ken getting dudded um, on his maiden career hat trick there. But Hicku, he's actually been good for a few weeks now, and, and that was definitely the highlight. Uh, cut through for that first try, and then just exquisite hands for those uh, two tries that Ken did get awarded so he was fantastic um ken despite a couple of uncharacteristic handling errors i thought he was fantastic a ton of meters again same for roger 
he was great and Ignatius Parsi in a season high metres uh, for the for the match and yeah, I thought he was great up front too. Yeah, and Green's short kicking game in the second half was ripper as well. Yeah. He started just getting through the line. I guess that just comes with field position and your forwards going forward. You've got the luxury of actually being able to play your game rather than being on the back foot trying to do it all. Yeah. Half-assed. It, it makes a difference for him. He's, he's doesn't have the longest kicking game, and his, his kicking game was pretty ordinary in the first half. And the short game was was pretty poor from him as well, actually. But yeah, just like to switch in that second half, and he was superb. Uh, forced several line dropouts, and of course the kick for Sam Lasorne's match winner. So good to see Blake. You know, if he starts a game poorly, at least he's uh, finishing it strong. He did the same against Gold Coast a couple of weeks back. Still feel like he's just seems to be playing kind of slow on the line. Um, it's almost like he catches the ball, has to readjust his grip or something. It, it just sort of time stands still a little bit as you're waiting for him to do his next thing. But uh, yeah, that second half was great from him, and he set up that first drive for Haku to to kick off the um, comeback. So all in and all, it's, it's perfect for the next two games coming up too. If we'd have lost that. We wouldn't have given ourselves any chance against Brisbane and Parramatta, but now they're two very winnable games. Yeah, well, that um, that does bring us to where the season stands now. They've, um, you know, they've stayed in touch with the eight. They're only two points behind the eighth place Sharks. As we've talked about, very bottom heavy comp. There's uh, quality at the top, and then you get beyond six, and it's actually looking pretty ordinary. But uh, you know, if, if we can make the finals, I think that'll be a feel-good factor for the Warriors, and they're definitely still in the mix. Only one win outside it. These next two games are massive, or next three games: Broncos, Sharks, Eels over the next three weeks. Oh yeah, sorry, Sharks first, then Eels. Yeah, those are their three teams that are all sort of hovering around that same area. Broncos tied with us, Sharks two points in front and eighth, and, and the Eels in seventh, uh, another two points ahead. But none of those three teams, you'd say, are going particularly well. Yeah, but we need we need these wins. That I was looking forward to the last five games of the season or something. And gee, it's a tough run yeah. home. So they need to stack these points at the moment because I don't know if they'll get many in the last four or five no, rounds. No, a couple of games against the uh, couple of games against the Raiders, um, an away game against the Sharks, who are probably you'd think would have found a bit of rhythm by that stage of the season. I think they they have to play the Roosters, don't they? And yeah. maybe South Sydney again. South uh, there, yeah. yeah Penrith in there somewhere. Um, I don't know. It's, yeah. I just seen it and I was like, far out. Yeah. The way was this was before the game in the weekend yeah. as well. But yeah, I thought it was going to be a tough old run home. This game against the Broncos is their last game against a team not currently in the top eight. So um, is that is that right? Yeah, yeah. So it's a brutal run home, but you know you get these three games, and, and the crucial thing about these three is that's two points: the Broncos, Sharks, and Eels don't get if we win so it's, it's kind of like a four point turnaround um, you know if you get on a run there and all of a sudden you're sort of sitting around 6th or 7th night so yeah. I'm still only on 18 tied with the Eels there you know they're not home and hose just yet so yeah. I reckon the Knights will climb though after Origin and sort of stunted them a little bit I've still got confidence in the Knights but yeah. anyone else around there like even if you were supporting some of those teams in that six certain place, you wouldn't be happy with how your team was going for the year. No, no, the, the Eels, the Sharks have had a couple of bad losses. Eels have been incredibly up and down. Uh, Tigers up and down there in ninth. Penrith, uh, 
one win ahead of us, and they've well, they're actually on a bit of a streak, but they started the season horribly. So, you know, you wouldn't say the Warriors are going better than any of those clubs, but you wouldn't say they're going a great deal worse either. So, no, um, yeah, but a bit of promise there, I think. You know, everyone is after that sort of first six or seven weeks readjusted their expectations and sights of what was achievable this year. I definitely think they're a title contender, not even close, but I think making the finals would show that, you know, you just want to see your team do as well as they can. And the top eight. Yeah, cheese whiz. What a difference a week makes, eh? Last week. Geez. I know. Yeah. Well, two, two points. It's all we need. You step yeah. two points, forget about how they play. Come. Come Tuesday, Wednesday, all you see is you've gone up two points. Yeah, it's the uh, the eternal the eternal hope the Warriors provide you. They never quite, <laughs> and until those last few rounds of the season, they'll they'll keep you going for at least. In, they'll keep you going into August at least usually. Yeah, unreal. Um, so yeah, so hopefully they can jag a win this weekend, keep our spirits up because we're both heading to Wellington for the. Sharks game, so it'd be nice to head there and, and not sit there sulking in the stands. Um, yeah, going for a big two points, so yeah, yeah, no, but I'm looking forward to being on course for that game. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be a good good weekend and a good uh, 80 minutes at Westpac Stadium. Um, bit of signing news or re signing news Ignatius Parsi, three year extension, um, coming on the back of a probably his. Well, one of his best games for the for the club. Um, yeah, good re-signing that one. Yeah, yeah, it is. I wonder if um, he had signed that contract last week and maybe that was a different mindset. He might have been thinking about contracts a bit this year and a bit flat and then signed the contract, sweet, I'm sorted for X amount of years. Yeah, well, Parsi at his best is kind of getting towards the, the type of front row the Warriors need, is it, you know, sort of at, at their... 2019 average, Parsi, Afar and Amal seem just quite similar. Very yeah. solid, but they won't have a bad game, but they're not going to have a blinder and, you know, bust a game open. But Parsi is the one that, you know, just about can. He can he can have that giant game every now and again. Yeah, I, I, he's my favourite out of the three, I think. Just a bit more variety in his game, um... Saying that we still, I think we still need to uh, be on the hunt for a for a good forward. Oh. That fourth fourth front row spot or off the bench is just keeps rotating between Lasorne, um, Lingy Sow, and, and Sato, and none of them are doing a hell of a lot to um, cement it. Nah, nah. You can cut them, and I reckon you can cut that lot and try and find something fresh. Where Parsi, how impressive was Parsi's late footwork at the line in the weekend? I like mm. that as well. He, he beat a couple of people, sort of. Heads up, just that late little jerk to the side during that game. Yeah, I think that's more of the way he's got to play, um, you know, rather than he sometimes plays a bit conservative and it's, you know, it's just a bit sort of stock standard and when in a pack that is desperate for a slight bit of variety and, yeah, hopefully he can be the one that continues to provide it. Yeah. yeah. What um, about, what about our, Matt? What about... Uh, Manu Ma'u. Yeah, so we spent a fair bit of time. It's almost like the uh, the curse. Talking about it on here, we talked about Lodge at length, and then within days, he was that was off the table. Uh, we talked about Manu Ma'u as our 
dream target of anyone who's potentially available early in the week it came out that they were looking to move him on and started licking my lips and then a couple of days later he's off to was it Hull FC? I think in one of those dreary places. Yeah, uh, he's off to the north of England anyway. Uh, very disappointing. I thought he could have been a great pickup for the Warriors. Yeah, I was gutted when I heard that on the old radio. He's 30, but I mean, geez, the amount of 30-plus-year-olds we've signed over the years, some of them are at the club right now on massive money. Um, <laughs> we, yeah, I thought he would have been a great pickup. Maybe he didn't want to come, maybe they couldn't. Maybe they tried. He's probably getting a little bit more than maybe they wanted yeah. to give him. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Did, he, did they try? I don't know. <laughs> Didn't hear any whispers and, yeah, just a bit of a lost opportunity, if you ask me. Um, big mean second row that can hit a hole on the edge. You know, good pace. Um, yeah, so, again, the 2019 recruitment, um, recruitment barrel's looking a little bit bare at the moment. It's pretty. Yeah, nothing to... Nothing to Freak out interest, is it? No, um, which is a concern because the squad they've got at the moment is the they've just. It's a little bit past its use by date. This yeah, squad and at the, the moment. Yeah, there's not you don't see a great deal of improvement in them. Um, either players are pretty close to their ceiling of where they're ever going to get to, or you know, past their best um, in several mm. instances and. Just needs a little bit of a freshen up, a little, you know, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of spark and a little bit of grunt, I suppose, in the pack. And yeah, where's it going to come from? Because yeah. uh, I've, I didn't actually see the game, but I've heard a couple of separate people say to me that that reserve grade performance was some of the worst football they've ever seen. <laughs> that Newcastle team must have had, you know, a bunch of pub footballers in the team they had to call up that many players to first grade um, 12 nil scoreline I think it was to the Knights and apparently the Warriors were shocking yeah I only seen the score and then I looked at a few stats just tackles and metres and that and it looked yeah wasn't good reading Chris Sato I think and we know how much he's battled when he's come up before uh, first grade he was the top runner there yeah and 130 metres or something like that and we know shit if he's the best in there well, and he can't really make the next step. That's the thing. It doesn't, it, you know, if the Warriors' first-choice players aren't going that well, but it doesn't inspire much confidence that there's someone knocking on the door. No, there's a couple of guys who are keen to get a chance. Levaha Paulo didn't take his opportunity a couple of weeks ago. There's, uh, is it, was it Brendan Frey, Jackson Frey, that we've been Jackson. pushing to get around? Yeah. But even since we've been pushing for him, his numbers are pretty mm. dud as well in the months at all. And there's the uh, mid-season signing from the Roosters, Josh Curran. A couple of steady performances, I guess, looking at the numbers, but hard to know if he'll get a call up or not. And I guess it's just that thing, like, you know, you want to know that there's guys knocking on the door or guys that have got a lot of improvement in them. Um, you know, you look... You do, those last few years or the, of the NYC competition before that team started going off the boil at the Warriors, we just had so many gun juniors. I know a lot of them didn't quite amount to to what we thought, like the Lola Hairs and even Solomon Carters and that sort of thing, but at least, you you know, there was that bit of... At least we had the pack. At least yeah. we had 10 guys to try. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A bit of excitement, and some of those guys have, have worked out um, fantastic. Um, and, you know, guys that are 
in the side still. Like Ke- like who will? Well, Kim like, Amalo is a graduate oh, yeah, of, yeah, the, that. of our last. Uh, Anyone else spring into mind? I know you probably we haven't talked about him yet, and you're probably itching to say his name. Um, I'm not following you. Raiders. Oh yeah, chance nickel class. <laughs> He um he actually didn't come through our twenty system. He was at the storm for a bit. And he, oh, and he came back idiot! Oh, um, well done, uh, touche, touche. But he was obviously given a first grade debut here, and and uh, yeah, allowed to leave. So I do have a little bit of a list here, and just of the decline declining quality of our debutants. So I just wanted to run you through this. Twenty fifteen, uh, the Warriors debuted Carter, Sam Lasorne, Albert Vete. Kim Marlow, Mason Lino, Raymond Fuitala, Mariner. Pretty good bunch, although not all, not many of them really kicked on. Marlow is really the only one you'd say is a, a genuine top liner um, these days. But plenty of promise there. 2016, uh, Bunty Afon, Jazz Tavanga were in this bunch. And, and Nate Roach, Adahangano, Toff Sifley. So a bit of promise there, a bit, a bit to get excited about, even if you know, it's only... Uh, but again, we had to pick. We had to pick. You're going to find one or five, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. And Jazz and, and Bunty are, you know, first pick every yeah. week at the moment. 2017. Now you're starting to uh, go on the decline a bit. We talked about Chance. He wasn't a junior, but we did give him a debut that year. Chris Sartai hasn't kicked on. Isaiah Papali. Mm, jury's maybe still a little bit out, even though he's he's the favourite of Stuck Tony's. Stuck in second year syndrome. Yeah, a little bit. Um, Aaron Clark got one game in ditch. James Bell had a few games, but was very much a fill-in. Then we go to the players that we debuted last year. Uh, Anthony Galling was one, but obviously he was at Wigan for a long time. Um, and so the only juniors we uh, debuted were Joseph Verner, who's since gone on a Mormon mission. He was actually a good prospect. I was disappointed about that. I think he could have really forced his way in this year. And uh, the other was Sam Cook, who... Looks a pretty sharp customer, but isn't really. Uh, seems we've got a whole bunch of hooker utilities, and he can't. Yeah, he's been battling around that lower grade for a long time now, yeah. hasn't he? So he's just had a couple of games in the top grade, uh, and then this year, obviously, we've had um, or Patrick Herbert and Adam Kieran come from other clubs and make the NRL debut this year, and then we've, we've debuted Hayes Perham and, and uh, Chanel Harris Devita, who we both of whom we. Still hope will be long-term warriors and top liners, but you know they're not screaming out as being absolute superstars at the moment. You kind of get the feeling they might be Hingano, Lola here. Um, yeah, they've got all the all the talent in the world. Yeah, but the next step very much up in the air. Anyway, it's not obvious that they're going to make it. Um, no. So yeah, so the. Just the and you know the the Jersey Fleet team's not doing much. You know you know there's no one carving up from that team that you hear that's you know definitely going to be knocking on the NRL door at the end of this season or next season. And yeah, well, why can't the Warriors find these kids in this country well, at the moment? I don't know. They sort of talk about revamping the um, the junior development pathways and all that sort of thing. I'm just wondering where it went wrong. Like we were absolutely destroying the the uh, NYC competition for the first eight or so years of it. Um, I'm not sure. And yet these we're... Aussie clubs are propping up with all these Kiwi kids mm. that we've never heard of before. Yeah, exactly. Brighton Nakora, 19 years old, Kiwi international after 10 games and re-signed with the club, with the Sharks. Um, 
you know, guys that have gone through the system or, you know, slipped through our net at, at some point. Braden Hamlin, New Ailey at the Sharks as well. Um, yeah, Kiwis all over the show. So wonder if their tradition is soon going to harm them. Tradition of being perennial sort of, not failures, but underachievers. And then these kids get offered someone somewhere else at a, a team that's more noted for some wins, and they're going to go there to succeed, have more chance of succeeding. Yeah, but you just you wonder what the, you know, if it is all sort of linked. Like our um, some of our better teams, two thousand seven, last time we made the top four, we didn't even have a junior team, an under twenty yeah. side. Um, you know that that same when. 2001, two, three, when we made the finals for the first time, there was no, we didn't have any, you know, underage players playing in a Australian competition. So, well, yeah, whether there's an actual link there or not, but you still. I tell you what, I don't reckon out of everyone that's tried to solve this problem, I'm not sure me and you are going to be the guys that crack it. Well, yeah, fifty-fifty. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, we're, we're just here to point out where <laughs> that is not don't, working. Don't ask us for any solutions. Yeah, zero, zero solution. We'll, we'll spot the problem. Yeah. Uh, and we'll step back into the, the hedgerow after but that. It just is, you know, you just feel like the cupboard's a little bit bare. Um, yeah. Bare. There's, there's no recruits. Reserve grade team is super average and no gun juniors coming through. So, yeah. Um, tough times. There tough are, times. There's a couple of outstanding prospects down in here in Canterbury that, that, that are playing in the senior competition against men who are absolute freaks, but they've already been signed up by Australian clubs. Is that right? There's a couple of. There's a, I've been watching some high school games from the West Coast, and there's a couple of lads in there that are unreal. And I know there was a young lad from there not long ago, and he's since signed with the Cowboys. Yeah. And he was an absolute weapon as well. But yeah, just watching the way these guys are charging through, it's like shit. This is this kid's a real good footy player. Yeah, yeah. Same. And another the one that I'm thinking of here plays for Wombie Panthers, and an absolute freak of nature. But he's um, he's signed up with the Cowboys apparently. So you know, they might they might need to spread their tentacles a bit. The Warriors, if uh, if they can't. You know, come up with any genuine footy footy stars in Auckland, and yeah, I'm am still a fan of the the young Kiwi boys doing the yards, the apprenticeship with an Aussie club, like he, like Sir Paddy Paddy Herbert and that. I, I just think they get instilled with a different work ethic and what it's what the competition's actually about. Yeah, but it just you know the the prospect of us actually getting the good ones back are kind of yeah, low, I know. Like we, we sort of get there. You know, Herbert has been a good one, a good uh, good pickup, but we're not going to get the cream of the crop. We're not going to get the Brighton the Coras back um, and those sort yeah. of players. Yeah. So, yeah, something for the Warriors to think about, I guess. I'm sure they're working very hard on it. But yeah, they'll be, they'll be noting this down at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, State of Origin, I guess, it'll be all over before anyone hears this. Kick-off's in about an hour's time. So, do you want to hazard a score anyway? So, a score uh, guess so they can laugh at us while they're listening. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be um close, but 22-16 to the Blues. Um, 
gonna go yeah 2014 to Queensland and I think that Daily Cherry Evans steps up big time do you? Mm, yeah I do no I reckon Tedesco and Chavoyevich yeah Chavoy okay. the bitch <laughs> which one? Uh, Jack nah, the, the big the, the, the forward I've got, oh, a man, I've got a man crush on that dude he's, yeah. he's, oh, a, man. Imagine he's unbelievable signing, imagine signing that guy oh ridiculous um, moving on, unless you've got any other NRL tidbits that you were... No, nothing to report, mate. Well, straight into Tales of Runanga then, I think. Tales of Runanga. Tales of Runanga. Sweet, that time of week again. <laughs> right, tonight's player out of the team is the man Shane Swampy Marshall. Now, he was one of my best mates in this team, still a great mate to this day. Um, you actually met him at my wedding. Yeah. You and him, the first time he's ever met you... Within two minutes, you were talking league, and then there was a $50 bet down. It was actually only 10 Oh, was it 10 Yeah, 10 Okay, and you chose, what was his name, the old centre from Broncos? It was, yeah, it was a bet on who would be Dally M Rookie of the Year. And I, uh, so this was only after about eight or so rounds, and I said, Jack Reid, for sure. He's going to be Dally and, he, and he got to have any other player in the comp. Yeah, it was Jack Reid versus the rest. Of course, I lost that bet because Daily Cherry Evans was in that rookie class. Um, so yeah, I, I hope you gave him that ten bucks because I gave it. To I did. You I did. To, I actually remember. I handed it to him. I, he was. I still remember where he was. He was in his kitchen. Not, yeah, that. So he was stuck. So anyway, Swampy. He was. Uh, he was in this team as well. He was. He was a slippery little fullback. Streaky, just skinny, white, super quick, <coughs> and we just. So we, me, we spent most all their league seasons playing league on his front lawn, and then some of you play cricket on his back lawn. So from that time, me and Swamp always sort of like playing each other because we played so much on the front lawn that he just knew how to hit the hole. You chuck a ball into a hole, and he'd slice through. But anyway, the, the, this tonight's story is about the great booze band of our 1998 grand final. We had been beaten in a couple of grand finals previously, and the coaches said on the Thursday, right, you lads, big game Sunday. We're, we're winning this one this year. We've got this. Everyone stay off the piss. Get, get there nice and early and we'll get into it and we'll tear, tear Warwick here apart. So anyway, Saturday afternoon, I roll up the Swamp. And we're, we're there and we sort of start start getting bored. And Swamp used to brew home brew. <laughs> and from the, about the age of 15, he had a home brew kit hidden under his computer desk in his bedroom. I don't know, Harris old lady he'd seen that he was brewing beer. But I, I got there about four o'clock and I was sitting there, it's like, oh, we could have one beer, couldn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we knock a couple of, have the one home brewing. It's like, oh, that wasn't horrendous. We have another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's all good. So we knock another one back. Next minute, we're getting a taxi to town. And we see. <laughs> Two grey mouthfuls. It's a grey mouth from a nugget. <laughs> $30 taxi into town, booze band on, everyone else is at home playing good, me and Swampy got the taste. So we, we shoot into town, and there's two, we go into the pump house, there was two clubs in Greenville, with clubs, two places that stayed open late. The pump house, and then across the road, it was called the opposition. So we're in at the pump house, next minute it's 2.30 in the morning, we're absolutely steamed, just getting mag at the pub starting to clear out and then we look at the other end of the bar and there's our coach and manager staring at us <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is they were steamed as well they come up to us it was like 
if we knew if we knew anyone was going to break this rule, it was going to be you two. <laughs> <laughs> we got hammered with them for another hour and then went home. And I remember getting up and sitting in the changing rooms before the grand final, and me and Swamp just staring at each other across the changing rooms. All the boys are cheating each other up, and we're just trying to not spew. Absolutely filthy. But we actually we we held it. We done all right in that game. We we got beaten by a drop goal in the last minute. But um, I remember the last 10 minutes of the game, I spent stretching cramp out of Swampy's hamstrings because <laughs> the lack of fluids had cramped him up. <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was the booze man of 98. Um, yeah, we done, the cur- we done the curtain raiser. For, uh, oh, yeah. oh man. So I guess it, you're only fullback and 5'8", so, you know, not not exactly key players or anything. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, no, we weren't. That was the last game of the league we ever played. We, oh, uh, really? I remember getting back to the changing rooms after losing three grand finals, and I remember taking my football boots and putting them in the rubbish bin as I went in to get my gear off. <laughs> you put the boots in the bin, man. In the bin, retired, which pissed me off because the next year I played soccer <laughs> and bought some new boots. <laughs> Ah, yeah, Sorry, can one. I slip in one quick other one about Swampy? This can, one here is one of the funniest stories ever. He another night when he was he was in town. Him and his him and his wife went to town, and then uh, they got a few beers, and then time to go home, and they wait around for taxis. And these taxis are pretty slim and green. There's only two of them doing the rounds on a Saturday, so they wave down a local petrol head. Stratty, Tim Stratford, this big, massive ape of a man, like grass covered in oil, 26 red jeans. <laughs> Swamp flags him down and goes, I'll give you 20 bucks and drive us to Renunga. So that's all good. They're driving out, 7K drive out to Renunga. On the way home, Swampy, Swampy was feeling like he was going get, to get a bit lucky. He sort of half cut, trying his luck with his missus. And he sort of, he reached back and just started rubbing rubbing his missus' leg, and that was all good, and sort of two or three minutes later, they, they drive, drive into Redanga, and then the streetlights start washing past, and he sort of sees a bit more, and he looks down beside him, and that whole time, instead of rubbing his missus' leg, he was rubbing Stratty's arm. <laughs> oh, man. And not a word was ever spoken about it. He just let go straight away, got out of the car, and I don't think he's ever seen him since. <laughs> Ah, beautiful. Yeah, so that's Tales of Renaga. More people that are from the Renaga League Club that have moulded moulded the person I am yeah. that place rules. It's, I'm getting uh, all the pieces that come together. I feel like I know you better or know why you're like you are. <laughs> Witness some shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Seen some shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, coming straight out of uh, Tales of Renunga, and obviously that'll be back next week. It was another great yarn, but we'll go straight into round 17, almost an anti-climax. We might have to finish with Tales of Renunga from now on. Um, We've got stats. Stats is a... Yeah, stats is a nice and gentle way to... <laughs> gentle outro. Um, Who's but, first up? Who's Thursday night? Well, no Thursday game because of Origin, but so oh, good. Yeah, so we've got a triple header on Sunday. That means, but the nice. Yeah, oh, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Uh, so first game on Friday night, eight o'clock kickoff for us. Penrith. Uh, shout out to the TAB for their support of this Warriors life. We'll give you the odds of each game. Um, maybe even a little tip if you're lucky. 
Yeah, we failed on our multi. We, yeah. Our multi was dead after the first game, oh, taking a, Malcolm 13 and over. A couple of the uh, a couple of the try scorer tips came in. Lachlan Fitzgibbon got that try at the end of the first half. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. Uh, Penrith, a dollar forty favourites against the Gold Coast. So the the TWL Shield goes on the line. The uh, oh. our version of the Ramfurly Shield. So big game for the Titans. They'll they'll be up. Salvage something from their season. Could finish the year with the Shield. Uh, Penrith on a five-match winning streak. Somehow they've dragged their season from the depths. They're actually tied for eighth, just a pretty ordinary four and against. Uh, Gold Coast only won two of their last nine, so things pretty much done dusted for them. Uh, Titans, any chance, Brad? Yeah, I'm taking the Titans here. Oh, uh, huge. I, I, well, I don't think Maloney's going to back up, is he? And there's no Cleary. Yeah, Cleary's... Well, in the halves, and it's only been Maloney sort of grabbing them by the collar of their jerseys and dragging them through, I reckon. So, well, he has, yeah, been uh, named. he has been named Maloney, but, yeah, I guess 48 hours after Origin, so... It's a, it's a short turnaround. Yeah, and, it is, yeah. yeah. Um, and Cleary has been included in the reserves. There's talk that he may be a late inclusion, but, yeah, obviously Gamble, you'd almost take a fully fit Luai over a, a Gamble on uh, Cleary at the moment. Yeah, um, against the Titans yeah. anyway. I think Panthers at home. If it was up on the Gold Coast, Titans did win there, thirty twenty four in round five. Um, Ten to four match losing streak in the rivalry. I think Penrith there. Um, okay. Moving on to the second game on Friday night, uh, the Knights dollar forty one favourites against Canterbury Bulldogs. Similar scenario for the Knights. They've got a stack of uh, Origin players. Clemmer and Glasby, they've only been named in the extended reserves. Uh, Mitchell Pearce has been named to play. Um, Saifidi, not in the team. Oh no, he is in the extended bench as well, so I guess we won't know the makeup of their pack till close to the time. And who have the dogs got out on um, On, on uh, duty? Nah, <laughs> um, Napa, Dylan Napa somehow got the late call up after oh, Matt Gillette. That's a terrible... Terrible. Uh, why not give a young, young go getter a guy a uh, go for with Gillette out? Someone that's just gonna, you know, go hell for leather and and tear. And Napa was appalling in Perth and should never play Origin. Oh, surely, out of all this new crop of Fords getting around in Aussie at the moment, there's one guy, especially at the Broncos. Chuck it. You know, the New South Wales haven't been afraid to chuck a teenager in there, and they've got David Fafita in there after only a handful of games. Why not go for another player yeah. like that? But Napa just offers very little at the moment. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Who you got? Yeah, I, I still think yeah Newcastle, before that last week's game, which obviously they had a lot of guys out that won seven of their previous eight. Uh, Bulldogs, gutsy one over the Sharks before the bye, 10 to four match losing streak, but they're so limited. They've, um, I've just got a wee stat here for you. Bulldogs scored 14 or less in their last five games, and they've only topped 16 points three times this season. Um, <laughs> that's pretty bad. And uh, Kieran Foran's out too, so absolutely no chance for them. Brandon Wakem will get a debut in the halves. That's exciting. Um, well, he's actually played off the bench once, but yeah, in the starting team for the first time. Nights for me there, regardless of who backs up. I think even the team that played the Warriors last week would take care of the dogs. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, enough said about that game. Super Saturday kicks off with South Sydney doll fifty nine favourites against Manly. South under a little bit of pressure, lost four straight, 
Manly on a three-match winning streak. My new favourite team, Manly. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Ma- yeah, I got Manly in this. I, I like Manly. Yeah, and, I, I don't. Terry Evans, the brothers. I yeah. love them at about two forty. They're great, uh, especially if Cherry Evans can back up fully fit. Um, are they at two forty? Yeah, I think that would be about right if South's the dollar fifty-nine favourite. So, yeah, and they, well. Rabbits sure. haven't been doing much for a month now. No, and they've you know they've been a lot of lineup changes. They've got Adam Dewey at fullback uh, at the moment. Sam Burgess is back in. It's, I can't take that dude's name seriously at fullback. Eh? And Adam, yeah, I hear, Dewey. I hear that even it's so hard to pronounce that he goes by Dewey. That's what I heard last year. It's it's got about seven vowels in a row. Um, <laughs> And, yeah, I feel bad for him. I think he should make everyone pronounce it the way it's meant to be said, but that's uh, what he goes by, Adam Dewey. Um, yeah, I, I really like Manly here. They've been so gritty. Oh. Um, they, they've been, they haven't been that good against the dud teams this year, Manly, besides us, and they gave us a talent, if you count us. I'd almost, I'd almost back Manly to be there at the grand final. Yeah, there's, there's room for a I don't want to put here. the TWL curse on them, but no, there's definitely room for a bolter. There's room for a Manly or a Canberra in that grand final. Mm. Um, so um, yeah, the Manly are, are four and one this season against the current top eight teams. They beat South in a ball over in round five, uh, round four, with uh, Cherry Evans getting the home of the field goal. Really good chance this week, I think. And I'm going to back. Who's the one they lost to? Have they beat the Storm? Uh, who did they lose to? I think maybe it was the Roosters in round two before they started getting good by playing oh, us. Yeah. Um, yeah, Manly all the way. Yeah, sweet. Uh, second Saturday. It's us, Broncos and the Warriors. $2.40 outside as the Warriors heading into this one. Um, Brisbane ended that three-match losing streak against the Sharks. A no-name baby Broncos outfit. Gutsy as down in the Shire. Uh, man, that was a wild game. I don't know if you caught it, but... The, yeah, it was. I, did. I watched that whole times. game. Far out, that, poor, that young fella, baptism by fire on the wing there. Yeah, Xavier Coates. Unbelievable try. Massive in-goal cock-up to give the try. <laughs> yeah, I was just loving it. I just love that sort of drama. And Welcome to yeah, first grade. So. Yeah, but he's... Uh, he, that was pretty good, that kid. He's still, like, he made that cock up and goal in that, but I think he, he held himself well. That yeah. poor bugger on the other side on debut got nothing. Yeah, yeah. Herbie Farnworth, he's, he's back this week, the young Englishman. Um, but yeah, is Coates, he an Englishman, is he? Yeah, I think he is. Um, Coates actually come back and was very unlucky to, to have a, a very, like, a carbon copy try disallowed. He's got yeah. some mad hops. Um, <laughs> Mad <laughs> hops, G. Yeah. Mad hops. <laughs> um, Milford shot comeback at fullback, um, and Jake Turpin at number seven, Darius Boyd at five eight. He actually played really well at well in comparison. To Milford. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're talking about him gone for the season. He's been chucked <laughs> in there. I don't know if we can take that seriously or not. And that's with, a hell of a stinger. And whether uh, yeah, and and whether Boyd because Boyd actually found a little bit of form at fullback last week. Uh, interesting one. So, and just looking at their team, they'll, they've named uh, Corey Oates, David Fafita, and Joe Offengawe to to um, back up. But, yeah, I, the Warriors have got this. Broncos are still dog. And old Gil is still battling to coach them. 
he doesn't know what's going yeah. on. How how relieved was he last week to yeah. scrape through a bit when it uh, wasn't exactly high quality. A lot of character, but I think you'd think the Warriors. Yeah, it was, it was a fun game to watch, but mm. there wasn't great footy. No, uh, Warriors only changed their seventeen despite half the team seeming to pick up some sort of injury or concussion concern. The only change is Carl Lawton out and uh, Chanel Harris Devita named in the seventeen. Yeah, how, you, how does that one sit? If you were taking on a utility, would you have Kieran over Chanel? Uh, probably just for that impact role. And he, he's been playing all over the place in uh, yeah. reserve grade. He's playing the centres at the moment, obviously, a lot of fullback, but in the halves as well. I'm not saying that he's better than no, Tavita Harris, but I just think as a utility off the bench, at least you've got a couple more options. Well, and all of a sudden, we're going to be running a three-man mm-hmm. bench this week, pretty much. Well, the other option, which a few people have pointed out in TWL's comment sections, and which will, I'm sure, get you excited, Jess Devang is, probably, is obviously the only other um, dummy half option, Isaac Luke moving into that starting hooker role. But Devang is at lock. You wouldn't think that he's going to you know, move to dummy half just to give Luke a rest if he's, if he's been playing lock himself and racking up the sort of numbers that he does. Harris DeVita on the bench gives him the option to bring him in the halves and give Cody a, a little uh, um, little run at dummy half. What do you reckon? Yeah, nice. Right, if, that, if that's what's going to happen. Um, yeah. So, I'm, all good. I'm not totally against that move, but if, without thinking of that, and people are obviously smarter than me and thought a bit more about it. Initial, when I thought of it, I thought, shit, I would have had a pair of, mm. for more utility. But, but no, that, that's a fair call. But if they don't use it like that, it's... A, just does seem it's like a, a, it's a, a, a weird You've selection. taken 16 players in. Yeah, um, I, I can't quite see Harris DeVita having a spell at dummy half just f- for the amount of defence you have to get through in the middle and and that sort of thing. I think Cody getting his hands on the ball a bit more at dummy half would be quite good. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, Cody I think that's exactly what that needs to happen. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I think, well, I think we've, Pretty well placed to win this one. Not exactly playing top quality football ourselves or playing with a massive amount of confidence, but we've been involved in a lot of close games uh, in recent weeks. Broncos at about our level, I would say. And yeah, I think so. I think so. And I just think that our guys, more experienced, more settled in the key positions at the moment. Some, obviously, our back three is going really well. Uh, Blake Green showing some positive signs during games. Isaac, yep. Isaac Luke back in the number nine, I really like. He was pretty good when he came on and played a lot of minutes against uh, the Knights. Yeah. And some good signs for our pack, even though they're up against a monster Broncos pack. That, uh, I'd, really I'd, I'd love to see Parsi and Bunty go in unison this week. They've sort of staggered their runs with each other form-wise this year. They, in unison play as well as they can. Yeah. Yeah. That's, what I, that's where I, I see the winning of this game. Parsi and Bunty. And a, and a couple of offsides for old Lucky Bear. Yeah. Yeah. Good Who would have thought he would turn into the... Yeah. Yeah, he's been a good buy, a good bargain buy, Lachlan Burr, and hopefully he can give us a bit of impact as well. Off the bench, Bunty uh, didn't play a lot of minutes because of a head, head knock last week, but obviously we expect to see him play a more prominent role this week. Um, and just a little nod to Adam Blair that he's up in his work rate 
not six hundred thousand dollars worth, but you know he's top in a hundred meters. He's still racking up a lot of tackles and still uh, you know harassing kickers and whatnot. Yeah, so he, has, he has played. He has been on the Credit where it's due, he's, he's been a lot better than uh, earlier in the year. Now I've got a, a nice little stat here. I've dug deep for this one. I think you're going to like it. So the Broncos won uh, eight two in round eleven against us in Auckland. That was their fourth uh, fourth straight win over the Warriors in games played before the origin period, um, i.e. round 11 or earlier. The Warriors' last win during that yeah. part of the season was in 2012. But the Warriors have won six of the last seven against the Broncos in games that have been played from the start of the period, origin period onwards. Post-origin? Yeah. Well, not or during, oh, not during post, and yeah, post. So from round 12 to the end of the season. So that's a pretty good sign. Obviously, we went there last year and gave them a 20-point uh, touch-up at uh, Suncorp after Origin 3. It was last year as well. Um, I'd prefer to play them at Suncorp than at home. Yeah. Regularly, too. I, I, I like our chances more at Suncorp than for some for whatever silly reason. Yeah, uh, we obviously went, yeah, went, went there well. It went well there in Magic Round. Got that win last year. Something about that stadium. Remember that game we went to there? That was no, oh, a good one game. of the greats. One of the great games. Was that, was that the Marshall? Uh, was that the Johnson try? Like yeah, yeah, it was the Johnson. Uh, I think it was his, maybe his tenth game in first grade or even less. And that from halfway, and we were screaming them try. Unbelievable. Uh, Peter Wallace got them the Broncos home uh, with a late field goal. Johnson's field goal just fell under the bar, but yeah, one of the great games. And yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, but yeah, that was my did. honeymoon. Yeah, it was too. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Trace, we'll go to the Bronx to the Warriors. It's it's Suncorp Stadium. <laughs> Do you want a bourbon and coke, yeah. rum and coke, or a smoothie? <laughs> oh man, you classy bloke. Um, yeah. Well, I think yeah, we're not definitely. Even if it's more wishful thinking than anything, I think the Warriors are tremendous value as two dollar forty underdogs here. Um, is that where you, is that where you're going? I'm jotting this all yeah, down. I'm, I'm yeah, going to put definitely. a multi on here. We've got a couple of differences, and we'll see how yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Loving the value of Manly and the Warriors here. And moving on to the last game on Saturday, Melbourne dollar thirty five favourites against the Sharks. Sharks under. A lot of pressure all of a sudden, losing three straight, all three losses by two points. But these last two to the Bulldogs and Broncos were pretty unacceptable uh, by their standards, really. Games they really they had good chances to win, even though they played poorly and they shanked them both. So um, these, these guys have got to be one of the most disappointing teams this year, I reckon. Yeah, well, all of a sudden, they, a few weeks ago, you're like, yeah, they're starting to get it together. Um, You've got bloody everyone there. Fafita, Woods, Johnson, Moylan, Dugan, Morris, Townsend. Johnson's been copping it. Uh, I've been purposely avoiding any articles or comment sections on it. Um, I, I, yeah, yeah I, just, I wonder if he's confused because there is so much talent in the team. If yeah. he feels bad, bad taking on the line and having a go I, and trying to distribute. I think he's a little bit injured. His, his um, thighs strapped up to the nines, and he, it's not like he's not getting involved. He's, he's getting plenty of touches. I don't think he's actually playing that badly. No, um, he's just getting stuck distributing to those good players all the time, forgetting yeah. that he has one of the big players. Yeah, so I don't know if it is maybe 
he's a little bit gun shy. He had five or six weeks off with that um, leg injury, and you know. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad that John Morris has stuck with him. Didn't bow to pressure. I think that would have been a bit of a bit of a rash call to get rid of him, and hopefully we see something from Sean this week. And although obviously not the easiest game to go into and prove yourself against Melbourne in Melbourne. No, do you reckon Flanagan was that good of a coach? Uh, yeah, I think he was. It took him to yeah. the premiership, um, you know, the, some pretty harrowing times and got them, you know, right back up to to the top. Yeah. Yeah, uh, don't know, oh, yeah Ma- Melbourne, sorry, I went no. on track talking too much about the old Sharks there, but yeah. Seven what do you actually think? Do you reckon this could be a bounce back one for the Sharks? Uh, I don't know. I'd like the, the Sharks actually have a decent record against the Storm. I know it doesn't sound great, but... They've won three of the last eight. That's better than most teams could hope for against <laughs> the Storm. Um, and they've won two of the last four in Melbourne too. So, yeah, tiny little bit of a bogey there. Um, Storm on a seven-match winning streak um, this season. So they're in uh, some tremendous form. Without the Origin players got the job done last week. Just so much depth in that squad. And, yeah, they'll get all their Origin players back barring injury or resting but you know any of those guys could get left out and you've got confidence in whoever they'll bring in yeah it could be an upset this one but and someone will trip up Storm along the yeah. season I don't think it's going to be the Sharks this weekend there nah just uh, the way they're going at the moment they, they did something similar at the start of the season the Sharks weren't going that well and then they pulled off a 2018 win at home in round 8 um yeah Low scoring encounter. This one is just one another stat. Uh, that 2018 win was the highest scoring game between the clubs in the last 10. All the others, 32 points or less. So get on the Chance under. Was. Yeah. There's um, a bet. There's a bet as well, then. Eh? Yeah. Get on the under. I'm not sure what the line will be. It'll be low one, but uh, kicking off Sunday. Um, Who'd you go on that? Sorry. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, definitely Storm. I think dollar thirty five is is actually pretty good value to bump up your uh, your multi price there as well. Yeah, sweet. Um, Sunday, Sunday we're probably, have we been waffling? No, I think we were all right. Um, oh, sweet. Uh, this one's on the Central Coast. Roosters dollar thirty four favourites against the Cowboys. Now, Cowboys lost their last three. The yeah, pretty disappointing one against the Dragons before the bye. Roosters starting to come back a little bit they had the origin guys out last week still took care of the tigers after a little bit of a losing streak um not all that long ago so yeah i think the roosters are warming up i like them mm. i like them here yeah. i yeah, don't have yeah, I like the them, yeah and i like this ground i love this i love seeing at the end of the ground at the palm, palm trees, trees yeah. and see in the distance yeah, yeah I, the roosters i like them here yeah i don't is it, is it a night game uh, no, no, this is no. the first game on Sunday. So oh, sorry, sorry, I was still on Sunday. Yeah, because I've never seen a night game there. Yeah, um, yeah, so this, yeah, an interesting one, but I definitely think that the Roosters be too good. Jake Friend's back, uh, Takahahu's back, so yeah, that's pretty yeah. ominous for the Cowboys, who don't have a great deal going for them, besides Jason Tamalolo. Yeah, what time do we get that on Sunday? That's, what time that's our 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. Nice. Uh, the next game, 6 o'clock kickoff. We're back at Bank West. Uh, Tigers-Eels back there, but this is the Tigers' home game. 
saw happen when it was the Eels home game in the stadium opener, 51-6. Can the Tigers reverse that result? Oh, I think they can. Mm, I thought, yeah, I thought they were right, actually, against the Roosters. Yeah. And they won their previous two. Benji came out of the test still full of bluster and... Um, Let's be honest, no one bloody knows if either of these teams. No, yeah. So you, you, you just got to pick one of them and... Yeah. Well, in talking no, about, don't know what's going to happen with either of these two. Parramatta came out of nowhere, thrashed Brisbane, and then came back and beat Canberra in Canberra. So, uh, yeah, you never know what you're going to get out of Parramatta. Um, no. Yeah, they've actually tightened up their defence. Like, they've only conceded more than 17 points once in their last six games. Tigers have conceded 24 or more in five of the last six, so that's not that's great. Right. Uh, Tigers haven't been scoring many points, eh? Not like the Tigers teams have all. No, they've, like, uh, yeah, they've, they seem to win the arm wrestle games, and but yeah. they blown out a fair bit. Uh, this is a good game for the Warriors. Uh, Eels are a couple of wins ahead. Tigers one win ahead, so either way, one of them is losing and will hopefully advance on them this weekend, so... These sorts of games are good ones for us. Just yeah, who are you, who are you, who are you sticking uh, with in this one, William? I'm, I'm going to jump on the Tigers for that one. You're on the Tigers as well. Mm, break that bank west curse that I've got. Nice. And then who have we got left? Raiders. And yeah. who's the other one missing out of this list? The Dragons. Raiders, Dragons. Mm. Right. God, remember, remember the years of the hoodoo with these two teams? Well, I, I am going to talk about it in a bit more detail. Just, yeah? Yeah. Um, it's really reversed lately, but... Just firstly, Dragons dollar eighty five favourites. I don't really get what? that. Yeah, Dragons have won two of their last nine games. <laughs> Raiders have were on a three match winning streak before um, going to sleep against Parramatta. But I don't see how, even at Wynn Stadium, I don't see how Dragons are favourites here. Not a massive uh, origin toll that they'll have. Um, they'll have what's his name, Jack Whiten, come back from Origin. And Josh Papali, yeah. but that's about it. And but on the other side of the coin, Corey Norman and Ben Hunt, who has been and named Tyson on the extended bench. Yeah, and Tyson Frizzell and uh, Tarek Sims is back from suspension despite not playing the Origin. Um, but yeah, the, the Origin toll is, is even. If anything, it's more against the Dragons. Um, Ray, uh, Ricky, Ricky will have a rocket up those Raiders this week. How's yeah. that for a rah, 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 rah. Yeah. Ricky will have a rocket up the Raiders. <laughs> Luckily, if not from Southland, mate, that would have sounded horrific. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, they they yeah after going to sleep against the Eels, you'd think Ricky will have them primed for this one. They've got the second best defence in the comp, Dragons' third worst defence. So yeah, I just can't understand Raiders being underdogs here, even if it's only a slight one. Talking about that hoodoo though, so the 2002, the one you're referring to, 2002 to 2013, the Dragons won just one of 17 games against the Raiders. That's insane by any standard, even if it's, say, Titan Storm. That's That was massive. when they were going through the Premiership with Bennett and that, though. The Dragons were yeah. the gun team. Yeah, they won a couple of minor Premierships there, you know, generally in the finals. Raiders, sort of, you know, in the finals every two or three years. It was, yeah, it was perplexing, that one. Um, but then they broke out of that finally, and now the Saints have won five of the last six between the teams. So go figure. Because huh. you'd say the, the Raiders are probably the slightly better team over the last few years. Uh, yeah, but yeah I, I think the Raiders are a great, great chance here. The Raiders. Yeah. 
And it's an important win for them as they look to sort of cement that top four spot. Manly knocking on the door. Um, yeah, and there's a, there's a really yeah, good yeah, chance for the, for the Raiders Sorry. to get a top two finish this year as well. If they can got two games against the Warriors, not that I like the thought of them winning those, but that'd have to be a good chance picking up four points out of that. Um, yeah, big big opportunity for the Raiders this year. Hmm. Yeah, no, they're going well. They are going well. They just they're another team that disgusts me, but they are going well. I could never. It's just there's some teams that I'd just never be able to support in that competition. And uh, yeah, the Raiders one, mate. Okay. Uh, even like, Penrith. Yeah, no, definitely throw uh, Penrith in that basket. But yeah, I'd like to see the Raiders go all right. And it's, if it's for our mate Tally, see how excited he gets. Yeah, fair enough, Italy. Yeah. So we only differed on one game, and that was the opening game of the round. Yeah, yeah. you've gone, you've gone Panthers. I've gone Titans. Mm. Yeah. Um, we we shall see. Mm, oh man, be disappointing if uh, if we do put this multi on each and yeah, oh, one of us the, comes out loaded, and the other one. Yeah, especially after, after you uh, watch the Titans go down on Friday night, and then have to watch the rest of it unfold. A, panic, panic, yeah. for the rest of the weekend. Yeah. Johnny, chasing he, the dragon. Need another hit, man. I'm down. Yeah, I'm, guilty, guilty plea. Uh, I, yeah. I can't go to Wellington, boys. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, but in a serious, it's bit responsibly, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Hundred percent. Uh, it's a bit of a. It's not the best stats corner that I've that I've come up with to throw it together right at the last minute, but it's and I won't even get you to do the jingle. It's that that light, but uh, just on Ignatius Parsi, he started to every game for us this season, I think, or well, except one actually, he's out for one. But this weekend he'll break into the top ten for most games starting in the front row for the Warriors. This will be his thirty seventh start um, at prop, overtaking the great Mark Tukey into that hmm. top 10. Is um, it all Mookie only stitched two seasons together, Rod? Um, he was here for five seasons. Uh, I think Thir- he 36 games or something? That's in the starting team, so yeah, obviously oh, that, this okay. doesn't include interchange appearances. Um, but yeah, he was in and out of the side of it. I took a few fitness problems. He was never he was never rearing to go in round one, let's just say that. Oh, no. He's skinny man legs though, didn't he? It, just, yeah. it was all top half. Yeah, just a big motor, big big motor. Um, Imagine the size of him there. I'd like to, yeah. like the cop and iron him there. He's he's um, carrying a bit, but you know he's a good bloke, Mark Tukey. Of, Where, um, so what does he do? Have you obviously seen him and um, with him? yeah, I think he does. I think he does have a fair bit to do with rugby league coaching. I forget what his actual in New Zealand. No, yeah. no, he's he's back in Australia. He said that he he loved his time over here. I interviewed him for the Warriors twenty five year book, and he. Loved, loved it here. He said he considered uh, relocating at the end of his career, but um, yeah, oh. I think he's southeast Queensland somewhere, and yeah, just a friendly bloke. Does a lot of um, grand final crew. You know how they get like a semi. Oh, yeah, the and, tour. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he he gets roped into that, and he said he loves it. Usually a lot of Kiwis on those, and they always uh, he regales them with his warrior stories, and yeah, he's got a big soft spot for the club, so. You yeah. need a cult hero for those toys. Toys. You don't need the best guy, but no, a cult no, hero. No. He was. He like. He he provided me plenty of entertainment over some weekends while he's here. Yeah, and he had a massive season that two thousand two grand final year. He was actually starting prop in that team. So, hmm. sure, he was actually very good on the very very cusp of Queensland Origin selection. 
at one stage. That's all right. That's all right. Um, so we're just sorry. Gonna, no, no, it's all right. We're just going to rattle you through the last or the other members of the top ten. Most games starting at prop for the Warriors at number nine, Richard Villasanti, forty-nine games. Um, big jump up to number eight, seventy games for Ruben Wickey. Eighty games for Ben Madalino. He obviously came off the bench a lot, from quite a, a bit in the back row oh, yeah. early in his career. Joe Wagner and Russell Packer tied for equal fifth with 82 games each. Uh, sure. Yeah, Rusty Packer, 82 of his 110 games starting. That's, that's pretty good. Mm. Um, yeah, and Big Joe, the foundation warrior, the uh, the fifth interchange, the notorious fifth interchange. In God, I used to love him as a kid. Yeah, he was pretty impressive. Kind of feel like he never really hit his peak here. No, he never did. He never did, but... Gee, the glimpses you got, yeah. especially when you, we were kids then, we are only like, yeah. what were we, in our teens or something, so you didn't yeah. care about hitting and yeah. taking that, you just cared about that odd time and smash them Yeah, up. yeah, he was pretty explosive. Uh, going to number four, 90 games for Steve Price, I'm pretty sure that was just about all of his games, maybe one game not starting. Uh, just ahead in third spot, 91 games at prop for the Warriors for Jerry Sesu, one of the great Warriors. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, a little tidbit on Jerry. He was Player of the Year when we the first year we made the finals, so that's kind of cool. Was he? Yeah. Um, number two, ninety-five games. Sam Rapera. Very. You kind of forget how good Sam Rapera was, I reckon. But he was. He was yeah, good, wasn't he? One of it, and uh, and number one spot, his grand final was Russell Packer starting in the grand final anyway another member of that 2011 grand final team Jacob Lilliman 103 ah. games only player to play over 100 games at prop for the Warriors so that's one hell of a good buy shit yeah I loved him oh. I th- I, he's one of my favourite favourite Warriors players I thought he was yeah, yeah. yeah you weren't a massive fan of the ball oh I, I was Neither here nor there, Lilliman. Like initially, yeah, I don't, I don't, for whatever reason, he was obviously good. But yeah, no, neither here nor there when it come to a, a favourite for me. Okay, yeah, I was always a big fan. But of hey, 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 actually, right. no, hey, no, no, hey, that's hey, all right. I'll email right. him. I'll email him. Tell him you thought he was terrible. It's fine. <laughs> Leave it with me. Said your shit. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's it. That's that's corner. Most games are prop. And that's uh that's that episode done, eh? Hey? But it sure is. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll sign off. Thanks for tuning in. And, yeah, yeah, looking forward to this game. Got a little bit more enthusiasm again. So yeah, and amazing. the credit tonight and the yeah, origin tonight. Yeah, I know. It's all go. So, better go get stuck into it. Um, and see you next week. And take it easy.